calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to podcast number 85. I'm your host Chris Tilly and I'm here with the usual suspects Tom Butler. Hello. Martin Robinson. Hello. And Stuart Reed. Hello. But this is a very special podcast because we have two international guests with us. We have Fran Mirabella III from our US office. Hey there. How you doing buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for the third call out. <laughs> and we have uh, the man with one name, Nass. Crikey, crikey cobbers. He should have said Australian oi. Office. Um, so how you doing, guys? Fantastic. What's jet lag? I don't even know how to spell jet lag. <laughs> you enjoying London? What do you reckon, Frank? Yeah, I, I am. This is my first time in London, yep. and um, I have always wanted to visit, um, despite how freaking expensive it is here for uh, the Yanks. But uh, awesome. What's I, the I, best I, thing you've done since you've been here, Fran? Drank a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Good. Loved, loved the beer, and I loved the food, and I actually had an amazing Indian uh, curry, you know, meal. It was fantastic. So. Nice. You do, you do have curry houses in, in America. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, I'm from San Francisco. I mean, we have tons of that, but uh, obviously you guys are the experts on Indian food, I think. so. Yeah. Our national dish. Yeah. We invented yep. it. Yeah. yeah, you invented India. <laughs> I heard that. And Nas, what have you done this week that's, that's uh, would get our readers excited? Uh, I really enjoyed going to Buckingham Palace and missing the royal wedding. That was quite nice. Just got to wander <laughs> around and uh, do some sightseeing without fighting the crowds. So yeah, it was nice. Oh yeah, great weather I, too. Because we've had it's a the first of... time I've ever come from Australia to London and had significantly better weather because it's been raining and freezing nonstop in ah. Sydney. So yeah, thanks for the great it's, weather. It's worryingly good weather at the moment. Is, isn't it? I think I this is our summer now. Yeah, yeah, this is it. And since we last met, you, we've had a couple of big things. We've had that 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 wedding going on, and that guy being shot in the face. It's been quite an exciting week, isn't it? <laughs> that guy being shot. <laughs> yeah, in the face. yeah, but yes. I don't think that's been the big news of the week. No. Fran, would you have the big news of the week? What are you implying? <laughs> oh, yes. I actually really didn't know what you were talking about. That, that was his segue. So was the first news story. Yeah. It was perfect, actually, and I blew it. So uh, huge news, obviously, on the IGN side. We are teaming up with UGO, who is also you know a big network of sites that cover gaming and babes and uh, movies and TV and everything in between. Uh, many of you probably know that one up is part of UGO. So now we have a partner in crime. Actually, um, we're still going to be two completely, de- you know, separate sites doing our own thing. But um, it's really exciting. I mean, it expands our network, you know, by a huge portion. And uh, you know, I think we're just taking over the world. I guess so. Everyone out there is going to be awesome because we were already the big bad wolf, right? So uh, now you can even have more complaints about IG- IGN's corporate and right. Do you guys hear yes. this? Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's my concern. Obviously, I've been with IGN eleven years, and it's like, look, it, it's about is that since the... you were five years old. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be eleven years in August. Yeah, since I was five. But uh, it's like it, we have not changed, despite the fact that you know there's been acquisitions and big changes, and we've opened international branches. I mean, yeah, we have a lot more coverage, but that's a good thing. But, we keep uh, it real, as yeah. I believe they say in your country. Yes, we do keep it real. <laughs> what, what do we say in our country then? Keeping it real. Oh, right. <laughs> I, see, I see it's a subtle difference, but it's there. <laughs> so ultimately, there's no difference to the end user of the IGN reader. 
I think that's the... Yeah, I mean, I don't think you guys will see any difference whatsoever. I mean, who knows if the future will bring some blended IGN-UGO.com, you know, parent site. It will never change IGN, but, um, you know, for now, that's the story. And, mm. you know, we see it as a good thing. It just means... More coverage, so that's a good thing. That's right? awesome. If they, it, if they did mix them together, Ignugo. That, it, I was thinking it would be you going, <laughs> you going. Uh, I like that. That works. Yeah. Well, that's a lovely positive story. Yes. Let's go to something more negative, Martin. Uh, yeah. Let's just ask ourselves a question: Is the PlayStation Arrow working? And the answer is no. 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 Maybe Sirens by the time are. this goes out in a couple of hours, will it, no. will it be working? I doubt it. No? We're ignoring the sirens, Fran. Yeah. No I, know, I was like, do you guys know you don't pay attention to it? <laughs> it I'm happens talking. so often that yeah. we've, we've given up apologising. Should have told them like that it was a soundboard. It was about the PlayStation. <laughs> so like, nice. Still a problem. Uh, but this has been dragging out for an unbelievable amount of time now. It's uh, over two weeks now, now, right? Yep. Uh, and then uh, they did say uh, last... Was it last Sunday? Was last, it before then? They last said, Wednesday they said it would be back a week, on, a week yesterday, which yep. is Tuesday, right? Yep. And, um, and that's yeah. been and gone? It's been and gone. Howard Stringer's apologised, though. Ah, well, that's okay then. Yeah, so that makes it all alright. Uh, but this, yeah, it's just the, the this sensational cock up. Just the cock just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> haven't they, um, haven't, haven't wait, that sounds like a good thing. Haven't Sony written to like if my cock was getting bigger and bigger and bigger? Like, <laughs> yeah, that. But what yeah, is this you, phrase? It's just... a cock up though. The cock's getting bigger and it's going up. Going I don't up understand I don't this phrase as well. Oh God! <laughs> Should we not get into this on the podcast? Yeah. let's not go there. Totally so, in English. Thing. I mean, so listen, Sony have written now to Congress. Uh, about this is it is this quite a big move in your opinion then Fran for Sony to actually do something like this saying to Congress you know what we think uh, Anonymous might be behind this because we found one of their files on our server um, I I mean I think they're still kind of reeling from the whole situation like it's one of the biggest right data breaches that's mm-hmm. uh, occurred I mean tons of information and it makes them look horribly bad I think part of it could be getting Congress involved takes a little heat off if, if they're willing you know what I mean to have someone who's saying yeah Maybe it's some other problem and not but your anonymous, design. They're, they're pointing the finger at Anonymous. Anonymous is still um, denying um, that they're part of it because it's not part of their modus operandi to take credit card numbers and stuff like that. So, um, Do we know if the credit card numbers were actually taken now? Because they were, I, no, I the data was, was encrypted. Right. So, But the Sony Online Entertainment, that, that has also been hacked, and they say that's where they've lost the credit card numbers, okay. right? Okay. Um, uh, that's my, my understanding of mm-hmm. it. I what? just want to play Portal Two Co-op. I know. I do. <laughs> What's the reaction been like in Australia, Nas? Uh, yeah, it's a pretty big story. Um, I mean, both PS3 made... must be really pissed off. At it. <laughs> 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 it made uh, the mainstream TV news. We had sort of a camera crew come in and film Cam in the office. Um, yeah, lots lots of big stories. Lots of people worried about it. I think um, the sort of Police commissioner came out and said everyone should change their credit card numbers. This is really serious. It's pretty so, crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember like I was I read you know the CNN mobile app, but they normally wouldn't cover video game stuff. And when I saw the PSN showing up as a you know uh, an acronym on there, I was just like, wow, this is big now. It's big, like, big. It made all the news everywhere. Mm-hmm. They've got to be very happy of the Bin Laden, the royal wedding stuff happening. Because it yeah. <laughs> took, yeah. him, no, took him mean, out of the news for a couple of days. The IGN UGO story is really going to take the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, hopefully, ne- come next week, we'll be able to say about how PSN's up and running and everyone's happy and they've yeah. forgotten it. But mm. maybe not. Yeah, we'll see. Stewie, you have some news on the uh, music front. Yeah, now, one thing that's always bugged me, I love my iPhone, but the one thing that always really annoys me is having to sync it up with iTunes because I think iTunes is a big pile of poo, personally. It takes forever, it doesn't work very well. Um, it crashes a lot. Well, the good news is I'm not going to have to rely on iTunes much, hopefully, anymore, because Spotify are going to take on Apple at their own game, and they're going to bring out what they think is an iTunes killer. They're going to add iTunes functionality into Spotify, so you can upload your own songs via Spotify and not have to use iTunes. But is this for subscription users only? Yeah, I mean, everything is going to be subscription user only now, I think, in Spotify. You're going to get very little as a free Because they've changed anymore. their thing, so you can only listen to a song five times yeah, a month, right? 10 hours a month or something as is well. Is that right? Thing, something like that, I believe. But here's a good thing. What I like about this is you don't even have to sync your iPhone up to your laptop or PC to get the music on there anymore. They can actually do it wirelessly. Right, which I think is absolutely brilliant because that's the one thing that always annoys me. About so do you know? Because I'm just yeah, Spotify. Unfortunately, is not available in the states as of yet. But do you know what Spotify is? I've heard of Spotify. It's, it's not incredible. In it's like a streaming music service. Yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, and is it similar to Pandora at all or Rhapsody? Uh, have you guys heard of those services? Yeah, it's like those, but much better. It's currently being pushed through in the states, but it's gotten a lot of resistance from the uh, record labels yeah. over there. Right. So but just to explain it soon. though, that 
you know, when you're saying yep. when you buy your song mobily, uh, it will also just sync on the cloud, and then it knows you have it. Period. Yep. yep. Um, and it'll always just sync up everywhere. So when you go home, mm-hmm. you have it there as well. Yeah. Is it playing off of the cloud though? I don't. If think you lose your connection, can you play you it? Can, so I think a... you, can, you can locally upload it to your iPhone, so yes. it sits on there locally. So there's no problem if you're going on the London Underground and there's no there's right. no connection. Is that yeah. a manual choice or does it automatically take care of that? that no, you have to know. do that. You have to do that yeah. manually because I'm okay. a Spotify So it's a totally like a cloud song. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're not really buying songs specifically. It's like ten, twelve pounds a month, and then everything's on there. Okay. Yeah, That's this is very similar to what Rhapsody was doing. Um, Do we know how big Rhapsody's library is? It was huge, or is, I should say. I, I don't use it right now, um, and I don't think they have, like, a mobile iPhone app okay. that does that. Pandora's the – if you guys aren't familiar with Pandora here am, that yeah, well. Yeah. But basically it's free, which is awesome. They play advertisements. You boot up Pandora, but the idea is, like, let's say I like Daft Punk or whoever – boot up that station but you're not just going to only get Def Punk songs and you can't choose from them it'll play people oh, like right. them like Justice etc okay, it's a great so discovery you, so, you, so you couldn't choose an album to play then you no can, see, uh, well you bit. can choose an album but it's yeah. not going to play the album it'll play things in the style of the album see that's what Spotify does you can play an entire album right. from start to finish it's like owning that album Yeah, and that's just like Rhapsody but yep. yeah I mean Spotify I heard about and it's all this cloud based and I think that's killer Like, yeah, really I wouldn't be surprised stuff. if Apple is, is considering that still um, I think it's because didn't of all they, their licensing deals did purchase iClouds.com or iCloud.com I don't know yeah, yeah they did yeah. Yeah. The, the, the domain name yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be making the move though to the, the premium Spotify. Uh, yeah, I did so it, many of my friends. I did it about uh, six, seven weeks ago, and it's, it's been amazing. I haven't. Well, yeah, because basically, I hadn't listened to so much music of late because of um, iTunes is a dick and my iPod S itself, and I lost all my music, couldn't ever get it back. Um, but now on Spotify Premium, it's just incredible. Mm. That said, uh, we love iTunes and everyone that's downloading our podcast from iTunes oh, currently. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah. Stuart's made it quite clear. He hates iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I do think that um, you know, this story it segues into what's happening with you know, gaming and movies and everything, right? Like Everything's moving towards the cloud. I yep. think this is the first of what the future is in 10 years, right? Like You're not going to have to you know, download or purchase things that's as much. That's why it's interesting seeing what Nintendo do with that. Because there's rumor that's, that's the rumor, right? The streams. What, the new machine? Yeah. yeah, and I've I've been under the the impression for quite some time from various sources that the um, next Xbox and next PlayStation will both be cloud based as well. Everybody's talking about it. it's a huge investment, and and obviously there's the services like On Live and um, what is it Gaikai as yeah. well. Which be Dave... weird seeing Nintendo doing it though, because obviously they've been so shite with um, online stuff, and if they're the first people to actually embrace cloud yeah. gaming, that'd be. I think it'd be Curious. huge for them, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it's an expensive technology, though, and that's the thing to figure out, right? Like, okay, you want to stream something like an old NES game, the Fidelity, I think you can do it a lot easier now, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, all compressed data that comes to you. Sure, surely Sony's going to have to get a little bit better at security if they're going to go to cloud Wouldn't that have meant that you wouldn't be able to use your PlayStation for the last two weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a great point, right? right? Yeah, yeah. If you shut down that service, your games you can't play them. That's so there very, are problems. Very obviously. internet mm-hmm. connection dependent. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like if you lose your internet connection, period. Right, you can't yeah. play it. So there is something to be said about having that disc. Like it's why I still buy Blu-rays and stuff. Obviously. Same here. As much as I love Netflix, like the quality and the ability to just have it all. Why I still buy Betamax? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and laser discs. Yeah. Uh, talking about music, though, it got me thinking. Slight uh, sidetrack, but um about maybe people that have made Spotify uh, playlists out there of the, of the best songs sort of inspired by video games or about video games. If maybe they want to email them to us and we can put together one of our own that we yeah, can put on the Yeah, there's an awesome GTA Vice City uh, yeah. playlist, which I think I've shared with a few people here. Yeah. Which I've, we'll, put, we'll put that on, the, um, on our Facebook page. But if anyone's got cool ones, email them to IGNUKfeedback at IGN.com and we can maybe do a feature of the ultimate kind of uh, movie, uh, video game soundtrack or can something we get, like Can that. we get Dan to do one? Because his will be really good. <laughs> Mm. Is this an inside joke? Because Dan is Dan has bad music. music. Really, yeah. his favorite artist is Kesha <laughs> and Avril Lavigne. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And this is no lie. Yeah. Just don't get him started. It's not even funny. Is actually, it's just actually really I'm, offensive. I'm really getting annoyed <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, Martin, you have some Assassin's Creed news, I believe. Yeah. Uh, everyone loved Assassin's Creed 2. Everyone loved Assassin's Creed 2.5. And everyone's going to go nuts for Assassin's Creed 2.75. <laughs> it's Assassin's Creed Revelations, the um, the game which isn't Assassin's Creed 3, mm. uh, which has just been announced by Ubisoft. Uh, it's going to continue the trilogy now of games with Ezio, who first starred in Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, and it's going to follow in the surf- uh, footsteps of the first Assassin's Creed. And it's going to go to Constantinople. Okay. What was the pricing on uh, 2 and then, you know, Brotherhood? Brotherhood was a full price game. 
Right. So Revelations is likely to be the same thing, right? Uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go through the same thing we went with yeah. Brotherhood at first, where you're not I know sure a few things about this I can't say. Okay, but, um, sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Can you mime them for us? By the way, Put your dick away. <laughs> <laughs> it's written on there. Come closer, have a look. Oh, that's um, a very small price. But the only reason, I, like with Brotherhood, it's interesting because they wanted you to know that it wasn't a full sequel, yeah. but it was full price. So what, it's, what's it's the really... point of telling you that? If you're paying full price, like it's it's a full new game. I mean, they're just making an excuse that they're reusing a lot of the assets. Yeah. I mean, when right. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood uh, got announced, everyone was kind of disappointed because everyone wanted Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, the game turned up and it was fantastic. It was really good. Yeah, so it's hard it to complain when it's another really... I'm sure it's going to be another really, really good game, but... He's waking at us right now. You guys can't see. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. He's not. But it's like, how long can they make us wait for Assassin's Creed 3? Because I think what we all really want is a new location, a new time period. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm sure that's going to come next year. Uh, but for now, it's Revelations. Cool. Cool. Um, I have some brief movie news. It'd be good to get your opinions on this. Um, the people behind Paranormal Act- Activity are teaming up with the people who made Catfish for Paranormal Activity 3. What do we think of that? Uh, so, yeah, I, Catfish was on Channel 4 uh, f- the other day. Yeah. Uh, f- more 4. And I watched it um, with my housemate, and he'd never seen it before. And it's a great movie. Uh, do you two know Catfish? I'm just drawing a huge so last blank here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, last year they had the Facebook movie, which is Social Network. And then on the flip side was Catfish, which was a documentary about Facebook. And it was a real-life thing where a guy had met a girl on the internet and then he ended up going to meet her and it was all oh, this weird sort of stuff. Oh, the painter. That's right. created all yeah. these yeah. identities. Yeah. yeah, I saw it on American the plane. American movie, Frank. That was... Covered yeah. on the site. That was very scary. I pretend to be American. You guys Everyone was talking not... about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was real life. Very uncultured, you'll find. It was based in real life, but it was it was it was also very t- uh, tense and suspenseful. So yeah. I think I think uh, Paranormal Activity 3 is it's a great fit, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think Did we ever get to the bottom if Catfish is as to whether or not it was a documentary well, or Well, funnily enough, I had or... people emailing me because it was on in the week. People tweeting yeah. me and emailing me, asking me about it. And all the research I've done, well, what do you think, Tom? So, obviously, we don't want to give too much away because it's something you really need to see to really get the full gist. As far as I know, it, it's majority of it is real yep. and uh, some of it is staged. And the reason they staged some of it is just because they hadn't filmed it. Okay. So, it's like a, it's a documentary, but... We, to fill in the backstory, they had to go back and maybe stage some of it so but, that you got the full story. Yeah, but the core, right? the core stuff that's happening at the end is, is all real. All right. Where all the emotional heft so is. So you say they're teaming up, what does that mean? Uh, they get, well, they're going to produce it together and I think the Catfish guys are going to write and direct. And the name of the film is? Paranormal Activity 3. I gotcha. That's what I missed. So yeah, that's interesting. And I've added this one just because I thought it was a bit weird. Uh, last week we were talking about Schwarzenegger uh, returning to the Terminator franchise for Terminator 5 and we weren't sure how that was going to happen. Um, it looks like that might not be his next movie. His next movie might be a, 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 a film called Cry Macho, based on a 1975 novel, and this is the synopsis. Um, the film will feature Arnold as a horse breeder who won the Kentucky Derby, but his wife and child get killed. He sinks into an alcoholic depression and winds up working for a hedge fund jerk who offers him a choice of getting fired or bringing back the rich guy's son living with the ex-wife in Mexico. What? Does that not was, sound like the worst synopsis I ever? Love was, was the date for that um, news story April 1? <laughs> <laughs> like, that just yeah. sounds so important. Well, my daddy personally thinks that End of Days is like Arnie's Citizen Kane. It's, <laughs> no. It's, it's wonderful. It's just not. do it. <laughs> Get down. So yeah, apparently this film, is they're taking it out to Cannes next week um, to try and package a deal together with the studio. But I Maybe can't. ditch the horse racing part, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and the hedge fund jerk yeah and the yeah. alcoholic depression just have him killing people yeah what about if Arnie plays the horses all of them <laughs> do, you th- do you think that there's any intention on his side to try to get back into Hollywood without just being like the action star because he is getting older right sure and do you think there's any his agent I, might be trying to, to yeah, yeah he's probably Eastwood, going basically. for like a Clint Eastwood yeah. graceful kind of gotcha. retired thing hey, he's making a cartoon though isn't he yeah, they're, they're, they're <laughs> having trouble selling that internationally. The governator he's making with Spi- uh, Spike Lee—that'd <laughs> be weird. No, um, Stanley, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, but they're having trouble selling that, so we might not see that. Boohoo! Uh, Mass Effect, Tom. Yeah, Mass Effect Three has been pushed back to quarter one, two thousand and twelve. Um, so I guess that's a good thing if it was having problems with it and they weren't going to get it out in time for what was already a crowded quarter four of this year. Then. Gives us more space to play. This happened with uh, two as well, right? Yeah, right. Two got, two got uh, so one is not surprising. 
Two, I don't really care. Um, it's nice to have an awesome title, presumably, like that in, in that quarter. Because, you know, There's enough good games coming out at this end of the year. Yeah, because do you guys go through this too? Like you get all these games and you're just stoked and you play like 10 minutes a piece and yeah. then you end up playing the ones that you really want to... F- but then next thing you know, it's February and you're still like trying to finish them all. So, mm. you know... So, yeah, there's also some interesting news from EA who announced that there's possibly going to be handheld versions of um, uh, Mass Effect 3 and also Battlefield 3. They're getting portable releases. Is that going to be because Mass Effect 2 had that really awful iPhone game which was launched in the run-up to it, which is pretty poor. And Battlefield Bad Company's had an iPhone game as well. So, yeah, they, they it does say it doesn't say whether it's going to be like sub-games for iPhone doesn't say or whether it's NGP or, or 3DS. Right. There was, I seem to think I've heard people talking about Mass Effect for NGP before, but I mean, that might just be wishful thinking. Yeah. Because, uh, but anyway, yeah, that, so they're supposedly coming around about the same time. So you're probably right. It's probably a tie-in game on the, on the iPhone. Yeah, that's fairly standard policy for just, EA um, to do that. While the guys are here, I'm just curious, what's the kind of international uh, reception of, of the proposed NGP like? I mean, this new PlayStation next-gen portable thing, are people excited about it in the States and in Australia, or is it a bit like over here where there's kind of a bit of a shrugging yeah, attitude? I think there's been a bit of a general, meh. Yeah. I think the problem is, yeah, the market is now so crowded with devices that it's not as exciting, you mm-hmm. know? But from a hardcore standpoint, I'm definitely here. I mean, people are stoked. You know, two analog sticks, a beautiful screen, Sony's, you know, beautiful designs. I did the same thing with my PSP where I got excited and I threw yeah. it to the side. But it's funny. After playing 3DS, you know, I'm just, I was kind of excited at first and I want to play, you know, Ocarina of Time and all. But I'm pretty excited about NGP as a, a handheld platform. But they need to be, I personally think they need to be able to pull off stuff like, get Twitter app running on it and make it more of a like device device because mm. I don't use my iPhone to call people. I don't need it to be a phone. I just need it to be a sort of a great gaming slash uh, mm. social device would be great. Yeah, we'll see. Social device, that's a very good way of putting it, I think, isn't it? That's what people are looking for now. Social devices that play games rather than games devices that have social bits bolted on. Yeah. Did you say that's right? I'd agree, yeah. Jesus, went all serious then. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I, mean, I think so. Like, I mean, I don't know what you guys tend to use your mobile phones for the most, but I use a ton drop for... Seven. I just use mine for Drop7. Do you play seven, games right? a lot on it? I play a game. A game, just yeah. Drop7. Okay. Yeah. Porn. <laughs> and porn. Yeah. Well, Porn's not very good on the, uh, on the iPhone. No. I think it's all right. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I need, I'm working at the wrong size. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah. Let's talk about this after. HTML5 has changed the world, man. <laughs> it's crap on, it's crap, on my, crap on my Nokia 3210. Is it? Porn is terrible, cool. yeah. I lost my hammer, so I used my phone to knock nails into walls. <laughs> well, Chris, do you have some... Uh, on that bombshell. Um, Star Wars, there were some Star Wars announcements this week. Um, it all didn't go according to plan, though, did it, Tom? Because <laughs> we were sitting there trying to write up the stories, and the, the website crashed. Well, it was May the 4th, wasn't it? And it was like, oh, we're going to make this big announcement, and you need to go to this website to see the announcement, and it's going to happen at 2 o'clock. And everyone gets really excited, because it's Star Wars, of course it is, and the whole website just completely crashed. So we still didn't find out what it was until we read someone else's website. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. For the non-nerds, may the fourth be with you. May right? the fourth uh, be with but you. I actually was not super familiar with that until a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. I it's an unofficial Star Wars holiday, I guess. Have you heard what May the fifth is? It's Revenge of the Fifth. Oh, no, <laughs> and they just, that's a good one, right? Are you serious? One, yeah. Like they just uh, no, I, I read that on Twitter. Okay, that was the day after. Say, yeah. Chat all over Cinco de Mayo then, yeah. <laughs> and, and of course oh, is that, that's when that is. Yeah, is Cinco uh, de Mayo, right? So I don't know if that's very big over here. It's, it's not, not big no, at all. It's not any night through my American chums. You're eating more burritos over here in London. You might as well give it some some props. Yeah, Maybe it's a criminal thing. Yeah, can you not smell are. them yet. Exactly. You all have burritos today. You think Chipotle might have had something up for Cinco de Mayo? I was going to say I went to. Oaxaca or something yeah. here in London, whatever it's called. You guys know this place? Which place? Oaxaca or yeah. something. I know the name. Yeah, it's it's a, a Mexican joint out here, and it was May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo, decided we'd go out there, and uh, it was decent, but I was very surprised that, like, Cinco de Mayo, they acted like it didn't exist over there, and if you do that in the States or whatever, I mean, there'd yeah, be a lot. It'd be more well, fair. Like, deal. people would be wearing some hats and, like, kind of in your face that it's Cinco de Mayo, but... Whatever. So what, 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 is it like a, a Mexican festival? You know what? I'm talking so much about it, I forget the exact history. But right. yeah, it is a, it's a Mexican festival. So it's and like it's like a huge party. Yeah. I mean, at nighttime, especially in the cities. I mean, Cinco de Mayo is awesome. Like, it's like St. Patrick's Day, but for... That's right. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Great way yeah. to put it. I understand now. Ooh, nice yeah. We just offended like a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> great job. <laughs> so the, um, the Star Wars announcement was about the complete saga coming to Blu-ray. Um, we're getting it September the 12th and the States are getting it September 16th. 
Uh, we know there's 40 plus hours of um, extras. They're going to be showing a lot at San Diego Comic Con this year, which is exciting. Um, How much is it new stuff though? New stuff. Well, I was looking through the new stuff. The new stuff that looks interesting is they've there's a half hour um, documentary about the making of Empire Strikes Back with George Lucas, Irvin Kershner, Lawrence Kasdan and John Williams. Is that the one that's called Conversations with the Masters? Yes. Or only it's, it seems to be spelt wrongly on the Blu-ray. Oh, really? Did you see the screenshot where it quite clearly says Conversations with oh, the Masters? Really? Yeah, I, hope they, I wonder if they'll find that in time. Oh. <laughs> that would be hilarious. We'll beat that bit out of the podcast so they can't hear it. Because <laughs> yeah. I know George Lucas does tune in every week. Oh, yes. <laughs> Religiously. Yeah. Um, there's a, a feature-length documentary called Star Wars Spoofs about all the great parodies that have happened down the years. I'm looking forward to that. I think that would be yeah. quite good. That yeah. sounds yeah. pretty awesome. Isn't that just Spaceballs? Were they just, uh, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, exactly. Spaceballs. Yeah, they just watch all of Spaceballs. All the <laughs> well, the one thing, uh, Weird Al Yankovic is going to appear on it. and You can never have enough Weird Al. I love Weird Al. He's <laughs> Something called Star Warriors about costume enthusiasts. I might forward wind through that one. But um, like they also Star Warrior. No, never mind. They also released some some of the yeah. covers for these, uh, which we will put up on the news story because me and Tom were just shocked at how god awful they are. It looks like a, a t- uh, what was it, a biscuit tin kind of painting. Yeah. It's like, uh, they look like Jake Lloyd, like eight year old Jake Lloyd has actually drawn them. Yeah, he possibly has. I mean, that's. That's, is that is that yeah, the whole that kind of saga? Complete cover? saga, yeah. That's well, complete hang saga on, cover. guys, don't you just want it like a black background with Star Wars in silver? Just that? That's what you want? Yeah. That's what the the last. Do you guys like, wait? Yeah. Is, do you think yeah. this is um, Luke, localized for here in the UK? Or this is the no, one no, that's this, the this global came out of the states. Yeah, yeah. This is awful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what is this? Tatooine, and uh, you see the two moons. We were having the debate. Is that Luke or older Anakin in the background? Like, it's just it's just yeah, really bad. Sure, it's done. Luke, but nonetheless, it's, I mean, I get the message right. He's young, then he grows up, but. F that! Like nobody yeah. likes Jake Lloyd. Why would you put him on the cover? <laughs> Bad news. Totally agree. Yeah, and they all just—it it all looks like you know. We won't dwell too long because this is quite visual. But they're all <laughs> Photoshop nastiness. It's yeah. just wow. It's yeah, now we're poor. looking at the one with Darth Vader's helmet, and the yeah, the montage and compilation here is like the, every piece of his helmet has a different character reflecting in it. Brilliant! It's absurd. So we'll put them. We'll put them both up just so people can see the yeah. true awfulness. But. Yeah. Check them out. Uh, do, do we guys, think maybe there's the a lot same of conversation to be had on this? Conversation. <laughs> can I, as the oldest geezer here, can I ask what are the film's going to be like? Any chance of getting the original cuts? No, they're not not included. Right, they're Fucking dead awesome. to George Lucas now. Oh, he's a they such are dead. A, to you know, George there's not Lucas. enough space on Blu-rays. To no, that's true. that for the fans. Yeah. <laughs> right. What a, isn't it so annoying though that like the fans have made it clear they would love to have those. I think we would also watch the recuts. We've got no problem to have them. Put them all on these Blu-rays yeah. like, and sell them at the Look right at, price. There's no... Like, he's holding back. Like, it's it's stingy. It's, like space shouldn't be too much of an issue because, you know, lots well, of films what I was have, about. have the regular sort of edition and the sort of extended yeah. edition, and surely the only sort of additional space is needed for the yeah, sort of 20 minutes of extra scenes. So you, branch so you could just have the, like, 15 minutes of different cuts. Exactly. But we've had this stored. conversation before, Tom, when apparently he's... he's Fuck the original negatives. So the original negatives that don't uh, were destroyed. That's, uh, the, that's yeah. That's oh, what Lucasfilms. I mean, when did, when did he turn into a Nazi? Yeah, I will destroy <laughs> the negatives. They did never exist. <laughs> While you're here, it's a big pile of books I will burn as well. <laughs> oh my god! So who yeah. who actually cares you about this really? Because Nazi. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the yeah, question bro. the question that I'd love uh, to see answered. I mean, Chris, do you think Lucas will ever let another director reboot Star Wars? Mm. I mean that uh, that would genuinely excite me. Sort of like I, I think Obama's got to take him out, <laughs> 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 and then <laughs> then we can finally get what we're you know wow. we all want. We've called him a Nazi and we've called for his assassination. This is terrible, by the yeah. way. <laughs> we're all awful people. George, turn off. <laughs> <laughs> Poor George is just crying into his now, now he made it through eighty-five of them. He's never going to listen yeah, again. That's true. I think it's inevitable we will see Star Wars, more Star Wars films down the line. There's just too much money in them. But for now, he's concentrating on this TV series. Yeah. The Darth Vader TV series. Still yeah. going I'm excited ahead about the TV that. series. Sorry? Is that still going ahead? Because it's been such a long time yeah. in the works. Still in development. They're still talking about it being more like kind of like a Soprano-style thing, you know, about the crime that's going on. Oh, on I was hoping it's going to be more like Only Fools and Horses. Or the Christmas special. Yeah. Oh, oh special. man. Love that. I wish that so was on the Blu-ray. I would buy it do, for that. Fran, oh, yeah. do you honestly love it? Because, I mean, no, I've no, no. tried I to mean, watch it and it's just so bad. It's not even good. So let me ask, has anyone in the room actually in one sitting watched the entire Christmas? Yeah, no, yes. watched you're kidding. Yes. No. Was it a challenge for you, though, that someone said? Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. It yeah. was really, I, I, I probably forward wound through bits of it. I was getting That's so bored. it, so you have not done it. 
be, I don't know be anyone. Song. <laughs> I do not know anyone who has actually just watched it, sat through the whole thing, no breaks, just watched it. It's, it's amazing, so isn't it? It's For fast. something that you everyone wanted to see, and it's you're quite excited when yeah. you finally get hold of it to watch it. Yeah. But it my, opens my, up. My right friend with... had it in a DVD case. I love the quote on the back, which is like, "If I could track down every copy and smash it with a hammer, I would." George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Do you think this is why he's so protective towards the rest of the franchise? Because this one little thing escaped from him, and he can't get it back. So he just says, "Well, fuck you." Unless I manage to run up all the copies of the holiday special, you're hey, never that's having the original cut. Yeah. yeah. We, well, shall we try and run up every copy for him? Brilliant. What, take it down off the internet as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're it's, on the cloud now, man. But perhaps that's, guys, perhaps that's seriously why he's resisted sort of releasing control for other sort of directors totally. to have a crack at it. Because the one time he did, it was a monumental fuck up. I think we've nailed it. Okay, but it, we've all seen episode one. And, <laughs> episode four. Well, I, think, I think we'd all also agree the Christmas special is slightly worse than episode one. It's way one. worse, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, uh, episode one, it's not like we love or anything, right? So, <laughs> so who's, who, who would actually go out and buy this Blu-ray set? And this room, anyone? I Tom would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. How much? Mine wouldn't. Stuart yeah, wouldn't. If it was is there a price point on it yet? Is, I, I've not got one here. I think we're looking about seventy quid for the for the spot. Yeah, the, the lot. And then in three years, you're going to go out and buy the three D versions, uh, probably. I would be very tempted to buy it. I mean, it, it's they're still great movies, right? Um, yeah, I'd be tempted just because the quality. I, would, you know? I was so upset last time around when they're coming out on DVD because of the prequels that I didn't get them that time around. So I've missed out on a lot of this extra material, which. Does seem like it's great, strong. But you could buy the the box sets of the original trilogy and the mm. and the the prequel trilogy, right? And DVD before. Yeah. So why did you miss out? I don't get it. Because I didn't. Because I hate. I was so upset. I was oh. so sick and tired of right. Star Wars that I just I just let it pass me by. Yeah, I mean, I think for the you know the price of them and this these new features on there and the quality of Blu-ray, it's still a great you know it's a mm. great thing to have. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. It'd be good to it's get. Just we're all mad because we don't get what we want. Yeah, throw a tantrum instead, right? Like yeah. you just said before, right? You're like, yeah, like I refuse to buy into this, right? Yeah. They're still going to sell, but it is kind of worth it, is what I'm saying. Like, they're pretty awesome movies, still, despite a few of the parts you may not. I don't think I'd ever watch the other three. No, again, they're, they're, they're pl- being played. They've been played on telly quite a lot recently in the UK, and so I've seen bits of them. I'm sure we all have on Saturday afternoons, whatever. And they just get the the further away I get from them, the worse they become. Yeah, I'd watch parts of them the, though. Yeah, like, some like, of the duels, yeah. especially I, I, episode three, like the sort of opening of it, is just so spectacular. That it's is like, awesome. Yeah. They're terrible movies. Like I've mm. I've watched them a couple of times. Like any time there's dialogue, it's just like fast forward, yep. fast yeah. forward, because it's just Anakin whining like a little bitch. Yeah, is it, is it episode but one? They look incredible. It's episode one, isn't it? When episode one, when the title scroll comes up and it's banging on about the fucking taxes, now people are annoyed yeah. about it. You just think. Oh Christ! This is going to be dull. Interesting, <laughs> interestingly, when I, um, I for my birthday I got the making bit. of Star uh, Empire Strikes Back, the books. It's a big coffee table book, and it is the best book I've ever read about making a movie. And there's talk about plots for the Empire Strikes Back and all these different things. And there's talk of trade federations and blockades and all that sort of shit when they were talking oh. about making Empire Strikes Back. So it's all these shit ideas that he gave up on that then ended up making it into the prequels. Well, that and was because, obviously, because that was that Owen Kirshner doing that or something. Or who was, who was it? So, yeah, it was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Lawrence, yeah, Kirshner yeah, did. Yeah, so Kirshner yeah, did. The, yeah, Kirshner the, did some, some of the stuff on the script. Someone else, okay. there's about four or five different script writers, but um, yeah, all that stuff was in there and they just got rid of it That's, all. Did Spielberg help produce, um, was that it, with um, Empire Strikes Back? No. I thought I recall that, no? No, they, ma- they were, make- to, they were making Raiders and um, Empire Strikes Back at the same sort of time. But there was talk of him helping produce one of them. It I wouldn't remember. surprise me. Or maybe yeah. directing. He, even, he part directed Revenge of the Sith. What? Really? Yeah you, know, yeah, you know, the action sequence with the, um, the lava and all that sort of stuff. Oh, really? He, he co-directed it, yeah, with Lucas. Yeah. Wow. I actually didn't love that. No. Yeah. The effects were cool, but... Yeah. yeah. But yeah, also, if you're a video file, yeah, audio file, I was going to say that uh, having these in your home is pretty awesome. Like, yeah. going to the pod race scene is... Killer sound. Yeah, the Skywalker that's, that's sound is demo, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I don't have the setup for it, but you know, I've I've listened yeah. to it in the, the theaters. At least it means I guess now we can get some really, really high quality, high definition fan edits of other movies out as well. <laughs> that's true as well. Yeah. Yeah. See how long did those last up? But now that's a positive. <laughs> yes. uh, Martin, let's talk about what's coming out next week. You've got some games, I believe, on your. Radar? Yeah, uh, some exciting stuff. Uh, actually, one exciting game and two um, not so exciting games. Uh, actually, I'll unfair. Lego Pirates is out next week. Yeah, I'm excited about that. No, they're, they're good games. It's just, it's obviously, it's a very long running series of Lego, of a Lego series. And yeah. If you played one, you kind of played them all. But they're still just as charming as they've always been. Um, and obviously, I think 
aimed at a very different audience than the kind of audience listening to this podcast. Like you. Stupid you people. I love it though. <laughs> that last Star Wars game is brilliant. If you like Star Wars and you like games, Lego games, man. it's especially for kids, but um I mean I'm not saying that it'd be insulting, but they're they're just great games. Yeah. yeah. It's just like he's saying it's the same thing kind of. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to get really excited about it. Uh, yeah. likewise it's impossible to get excited for MX versus ATV alive. <laughs> um I don't even I'm not even gonna say any more about that. I think it's for a certain I mean, is anyone an MX fan in this room? No. I think the first MX game that sort of launched a couple of months after the PlayStation two was fantastic. Was they had yeah. some off your off road fury or something. We play yeah, that in the office non stop for months. There's some some interesting studios have like kinda of cut their teeth on the MX yeah. games and the ATV games. It just had such good um, physics, but yeah, I think it's been a slippery yeah, slope did, since then. Uh, I think there was an ATV game, but yeah. Should you have Should a question? You, yeah, you've got you got a question. What 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 what's an MX? Motocross. <laughs> oh, okay, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, got an all-terrain and vehicles. All-terrain vehicles. Yeah, thank right. you, brilliant. Um, but there is a game I'm um, <laughs> really, really, really excited about coming out next week, which is Brink, which Brink. I've been doing uh, a lot of coverage on recently. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's uh, Splash Damages. Mingle player is what they put it to me, which I don't. That's not. That's <laughs> that not really catch on, is it? Horrible. A mingle player. Yeah. I don't know that. That wasn't for external use. That's what they call it internally because it's co-op, single player, multiplayer all tied into one package. Oh. It's just it's a shooter. You shoot people in the face. Yay! But this one's really clever and it's got some nice. It's really pretty, and it's got some interesting things it's doing with gameplay, which makes it, I think, more interesting than a lot of other games, which are about shooting people in the face. So if you shoot people in the face, will that be banned in Oz? <laughs> Depends whether you see the head. Uh, shooting off. people's fine. Yeah. Um, just having sex with them seems to get a banned in Australia. You can't have sex with people in this game. Yep. I don't think. You know. So, so it's fine. It, we're, have we're you cool played? How much have you played of it? Uh, only a couple of hours here and there. But I was at Splash Damage a couple of weeks ago, um, and got to play a bit there, and also talked to all the lovely people behind it in Bromley, of all places. So is it a good uh, sort of single player campaign as well as is a multiplayer game? Single player or? stuff is. Um, there's kind of like a narrative that ties together all the different multiplayer maps and so you can play through them in sequence and there's a kind of story that emerges through them. Uh, and single player is effectively with bots. I'm just thinking about the PSN users out there. Oh yeah, they're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're totally screwed. Hopefully, by the time it comes out in the US on Tuesday uh, and uh, over here in England on Friday, uh, hopefully the PSN will be back up and running by then. If not, just by the 360 version. <laughs> yeah. There you go, lesson learned. Movies. Yep, any movies? Uh, there's a couple of good ones coming out next week. There's a an Australian film coming out next week that I really like. I thought you said a couple of good movies. Yeah, <laughs> and this is one <laughs> of the Australian. We don't make good movies. Red Hill. Do you know of Red Hill? I think it's come out in Oz already. Yeah, like a, like a year ago. Yeah, or like a supernatural it's like western. like a war film? No. No? It's a western. I think I'm talking... You're thinking Beneath of Hill 30 something. What? Um, yeah. oh, I'm going to shut up. Why did we bring Nasset on this one this week? <laughs> oh, that's the whole reason yeah. we Are you thinking this moment? <laughs> no, there was definitely an Australian okay. war movie last year called like Beneath Hill Can we call this out, Stu? No. Shit, sorry, lads. You're going to sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone will be sure that you make I'm going to find it. Because you don't even keep, know. Keep going. Yeah, we'll keep going. Red Hill is a really good supernatural western. I won't say too much more because there's a few surprises in it, but... Uh, it's got a horror element to it, and uh, zombies. Yeah, it's just like Red Dead Redemption zombie mode. Like... Nope, no, oh. it's 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 a bit more um, l- less supernatural than that. It stars Ryan Quentin, the dude who was in I think he was in Neighbours, and he's in True Blood. But Is yeah, it good. Yeah, that's well worth. There checking you go. Out. Told you. Beneath Hill 60. I was only 30 off. Beneath Hill 60. <laughs> it's, got, it's got Jeremy Sims. He was a famous Aussie soap star. Sort of only really famous for getting his ass out at uh-huh. every possible opportunity. See, the thing is, the point of this feature is films that are coming out in the UK next week. So <laughs> sure. I, don't, I don't know what to do with that, really. <laughs> Should we carry on talking about it? <laughs> or can I just go back to... Okay. Right. Um, and the other film is one we've talked about a lot over the last couple of months, and that's Attack the Block. I don't even know if we need to say any more, but go and see it. It's I'm going to go to uh, Peckham Multiplex on the first night to go and watch it, because I can't think of anywhere better that to go and watch dangerous. it. That yeah. is dangerous. That is dangerous, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be hungry there at Peckham Multiplex, uh, Peckham Multiplex on opening night. So but if wants briefly, to if me. you guys don't know, it's a, it's a film about a group of kids, sort of criminal kids in South London, and uh, aliens invade, and they've got to attack their council estate they live on, the block that they live on from the aliens. But it's a low-budget kind of horror comedy action film, but it's really well done, really well done. You're not yeah. going to go dressed yeah. like that, are you? 
Can I what? Like this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I think you're their geography teacher. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Naz, do you know any uh, Australian movies with the words attack or block in them that you could regale us with the tale? Attack of the Clones, that was an Australian okay, yeah, movie, yeah, I yeah, think. Right. I yeah. will say, though, it is a little bit George, weird. George, Crocodile, Dundee, <laughs> Lucas, something. This is such a British film, the fact that they've got the word block in it is quite unusual because we don't really call them blocks over mm. here. But what what do you call them? High rise. Council estates, block of flats. We do call, I guess, call them blocks of yeah, flats. Block I think that's the, the idea, isn't it? It's the block of flats rather than the block. Yeah. Uh, the block being the area. Yeah, that's what's like for us. A block, right? Is the, the between block. two streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but it's an amazing movie. Uh, well, I say amazing movie. It's really good. Really, really good. good. Really good. John, John like a surprisingly good movie. Surprisingly good. Old school yeah. John Carpenter. That's what it's about. Oh, oh wow, really? that's yeah. good. He's that's not involved. At all. No, but it's it's got that. It's got that kind of atmosphere of um, of his early stuff that we all really so love. Big trouble, cool. little chap. Yeah, kind of a bit downbeat, <laughs> actiony, funny, but quite downbeat as well, and not all cool. Awesome. So yeah, there we go. And a bit of TV, Tom. Yeah, I'm just going to keep banging on about it. Doctor Who is Boy. on again this weekend. Do we know oh, much about man. this week's episode? It's got pirates in it. Yeah, it's got Lily Cole in it. I've just uh, actually I've just been through our review that will be going live on Saturday. Oh really? So I know quite a lot about it. Oh, and, and it's good. Yeah, good. Yep. Is it as good as last week's? Because that was awesome. Uh, I, I won't really say because we're embargoed until it's gone out. That's fair enough, mate. Been transmitted. Yeah, so it's called Curse of the Black Spot. It's set on a pirate ship and there's mermaids and all sorts of Lily Cole and on. Hugh Bonneville are the two guest stars this yeah. week. I love Hugh Bonneville. I loved him in Downtown Abbey. He's got a nice beard in this. Yeah, he has. And um, Psychoville is uh, back. Did we talk about it last week? We didn't, know. So Psychoville's back on. Did anyone watch it last night? Taped it. Haven't watched it. Me too. Bugger. I hear it was good. Probably. I'm kind of interested to hear the American and Australian perspective on Doctor Who because we get very excited about it and we get told it gets it does well abroad, but we don't. Well, in the in the huge sample size of my family, uh, <laughs> it's 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 a massive success. Um, yeah, my son Ethan just absolutely loves it. I told him I was coming to England. Um, he's like. Daddy, buy me Dr. Ooh toys. <laughs> Ethan's 21, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys have got a comic store just around the corner. Yeah, I've got, uh, yeah, got a little yeah. Doctor Who sort of figurine, some Doctor Who Lego, and a sonic screwdriver for him. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, oh, you're good. Uh, interestingly, um, former IGN podcaster Matt Wales was in a pub last night, and Matt Smith was in there. No. Yeah. yeah. Matt was super, super excited, but yeah. didn't meet him. Oh, God. He said that he sent me a text saying, I'm with Doctor Who in a pub. And I texted back, Are you with Matt Smith or are you with Matt Smith? We've been out drinking with Doctor Who loads recently. We have. And he wrote back, Well, I was sat at the table next to him and no, I didn't get to see the size of his sonic screwdriver. (laughs) (laughs) He's boning boning that model, isn't he? Daisy Lowe. Daisy Lowe. He's fit. But yeah, we were in the pub with uh, Sylvester McCoy. Sylvester McCoy just a couple of weeks back. Another old Doctor Who. What's going on? Uh, Tom McCoy. Baker trying yeah. to get in. <laughs> <laughs> so is the new season uh, being shown in the States yet? Yeah. Uh, it is. The same time. Yeah. Same, yeah, same BBC America. Well, but I don't know if that watch. That would be in the middle of the night, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. And well, Doctor Who has actually been quite successful, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've only seen an episode or two and it was pretty awesome, but I just haven't had the time to dig into it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I this... believe our, our host, Jessica Chobot, loves that show. So ah. I that's how I had heard about it. Like she was raving about it one day, and I was like, "All right, I'll check it out." I loved last week's episode. Though. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it looked amazing. I thought the story was really exciting. You know, the end of the two-part story was really good. It's opened it right up for for loads of amazing adventures in the in the week. I think we've got some feedback about Doctor Who coming up. So, cool. Uh, okay, I'll shut my gob then. We'll launch into that, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I have the first piece of feedback. And it's from Joseph Kramer, who wrote to us last week. Um, a little bit ups- No, he wrote to us a couple of weeks ago, uh, upset about us talking about Danny Baker. Yeah. But he was confusing Danny Baker with Danny Boyle. Yeah. I won't explain this to you guys because it's too boring to go into. But yeah, he made a bit of a boo-boo. But um, Joseph has emailed us back to say, uh, firstly, I'd like to say thank you for clearing up that business with Danny Baker and Danny Boyle. I've only ever been more embarrassed than that once in my life. I won't go into any further detail except I was naked. There was a mouse trap and ended up in hospital. So, yeah, no worries, Joseph. We all make mistakes. Sometimes. We all make mistakes. Sorry that yours was on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, but he's talking, he got to talking about most annoying moments in video games. He says, This got me thinking about the most annoying thing that's happened to me playing a game. Losing saves of, lo- of games I've put 50 plus hours into. Getting annoyed at Mario on the GBASP and smashing it against my head causing a black hole of dead pixels to expand atop, across the top screen. This has all been a long-winded way of asking you if you've had any annoying moments whilst playing games. Um, Similar. I've got two on my PlayStation controllers, which aren't from me, though. 
You got what? Teeth marks. Uh, my friend who's like Gran Turismo with split screen, uh, this is on GT3, he used to uh, just bite controllers when he got angry with games. Mm. That is. And my controllers as well, so all my PSC controllers Aww. got massive teeth marks. Brilliant. Seems a little psychologically isn't, isn't, unstable. Yeah. Isn't asking if we've had irritating, sort of frustrating experiences while playing video games like asking if we've eaten a hot meal or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course you But have. like big <laughs> ones is what he's asking for. Yeah, I once accidentally um, erased... I mean, I didn't do it. It was the PlayStation when I was playing Final Fantasy VII, which I borrowed. I was the Nintendo 64 guy, and he was the PlayStation guy. We traded for like a month or whatever, so I dug into Final Fantasy VII. I was one of those guys who likes to you know hit nine 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 on everything. So I was leveling up before I fought Sephiroth, and uh, <laughs> something happened. Everything erased, including his save and my save, oh, and my uh, he was not happy. Wow! And I was f- furious. And you know, I've never gone. I remember I used someone else's save to beat the game and see the ending, but like I never went back and played Final Fantasy VII since then. Oh my that god! Was one point. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I think uh, it was uh, GTA Four. I. Uh, kept screwing the same bit of the game up time and time again and I went to kind of hit myself on the knee with a controller and missed and hit myself in the bollocks <laughs> oh, that was really uncomfortable yeah. uh, I have a bit of feedback here from Adam McReynolds who you may know Fran hmm. he says that you think he's a Dave Mustaine lookalike oh this guy yes he was just on Twitter he sent a photo of himself in and uh, well, he, is he here from uh, the UK was I don't know it? who's Dave Mustaine Oh, come on. Oh, uh, um, uh, Megadeth, lead singer, yeah. if you guys don't know. So right. anyway, this guy sent in a photo, and he had, like, long, blonde, headbanger hair. But he was wearing, like, the glasses, which Dave Mustaine, actually, you would see him off the right. stage, and he would be like that. But I don't have a feeling he knew who he was. But right, we, I see. We had a bit of banter, though, uh, on Twitter between Fran and Dan and myself. And So, yeah, he, so he was asking about uh, working out, because obviously you were talking to Dan about it in the office. And he says... <laughs> Obviously, um, I was talking to yeah. <laughs> do you think that workout games such as EA Sports Active 2 can serve as a decent replacement to the gym? Have you ever played this game? Um, yeah, I mean, I know EA Sports Active too, and no, it's not going to serve as a replacement. Um, I'd say the one problem you have, right, with fitness is like motivating yourself to do it, which probably means being motivated enough to get out of your house. So I think the problem is like if you're trying to do this thing in your house, you got to be pretty dedicated. But um, but anyway, I think those games are great. That uh, I actually reviewed Your Shape um, Fitness Evolved, the Connect Ubisoft game, and. Um, they're great if you don't have a lot of time and you're the kind of person who can just get up, do something in the morning. Like, you know, it's kind of just like basic calisthenics and get your heart moving kind of thing. It's like doing push-ups, you know, like wake up, do some push-ups, jog in place. It's those kinds of things and it totally works, but you got to be dedicated to do it. There you go. Ooh, Does everyone yeah. know Dan is like huge, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All your listeners uh, know this, right? Know that he's very sad and very big. That he's sad, Dan, and he works out a ton. <laughs> he listens to Kesha while he does it. <laughs> I got some, I'm uh, not for the record, so everyone knows. So. <laughs> Say some, obviously talking to Dan about this. Like, you know. Got some feedback from Alex Holloway, um, who is talking about Portal 2, which we kind of alluded to, but I guess everyone's, it's a game everyone's playing at the moment. Everyone's still talking about it, yeah. Uh, and he's just taken a photo of his Portal 2 save times, um, which... All from quite late at night. They're not that late. They're to be not honest. that late. I don't think one of them's from quarter past one at night in the morning, even. Which I don't think I play games later than that. Yeah, I he think does, that's his he, question. But yeah, he does ask yeah. what's the latest we've ever stayed up to play a game. Um, does and, that include playing a game on your penis? <laughs> oh, I'll do Chris. that anytime. <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> I haven't stayed up all night and played a game. The last time I actually just where I started playing a game in the evening and then just played it until about six, seven the next morning. Well, that's, see, that's a good question. What's the longest gaming session you've had, then? Is a better, is a better question, I think. Uh, mine's like Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon, the GBA one, I think it was Ruby. I played that for uh, 18 hours in one day once. That's mental. You're mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anybody else beat that? Or come anywhere uh, close to it? When I was young, that was our tradition, you know, like if we'd have like some friends over and get, you know, have like a sleepover kind of thing. And yeah, Mario, Chrono Trigger, you know, I GoldenEye sessions all night. 22 years old. What? All night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was 22. Too. I tried an epic session once to try and sort of like uh, have a better jet lag experience. I thought, I know how to ensure I can sleep on the plane. I'll just sort of play Halo all night. So I just sat up, played Halo all night, and then couldn't sleep on the plane and sort of got oh, off the plane God in America awful. and collapsed. So yes. that, that doesn't work. <laughs> FYI, don't try it. But you, both, both of your offices have done 24-hour gaming events. Oh, recently, yeah, and we right, so. did that uh, Haiti event, which um, we were playing uh, Call of Duty, I believe. Yeah. 
So um, I've got a bit of uh, feedback here about Doctor Who. Uh, so first one from Gordon Creera, who is from Scotland. He said, regarding your theories on Doctor Who last podcast, River Song will not die this season as she died in season four in the library episode written by Moffat. He may be wrong, but it is more likely that we'll get to see the scene where River Song meets the Doctor for the first time. Anyhow, keep up the good work. Uh, he, P.S. Pippa Middleton is fit. Agreed. 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 about her bottom, not her face. Yeah, it's more about her ass. She's got yeah, a bit of a pan face, hasn't she? Pan yeah. face, yeah. Um, but she's uh, pretty, yeah, pretty. Pretty what? She's got a tan. pan face. Yeah, quite flat. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, Alex Wade also emailed in to say the same thing about River Song. So uh, yeah, we're stupid. Yeah, I, I kind of vaguely that I, I was more talking about the fact that I just don't want her to be in any in it anymore. Yeah. Just have to kill her off. Just don't. Well, she won't be there, will she? Because she's kind of meeting the Doctor for almost the last time in the last episode. Last time stroke first time. Because he kissed her. Well, if she she kissed him and he didn't understand why that happened. Well, spoiler alert, maybe scrub through this bit if you're a big Doctor Who fan. Although it doesn't really say much, but on the interviews that we put on IGN this week, um, Karen Gillan said that episode seven is when we'll find out a big revelation about River Song that will shock and surprise everyone. She's hermaphrodite. (laughs) could be. It's not a spoiler, is it? Um, I have an email uh, from um, Edward Hearsome, and it's to do with stuff we've been talking about, uh, just to fill you guys in, uh, about when we were kids, uh, scenes in films and TV shows that we used to forward wind through because we were too frightened of them. And he says, when I was younger, I would always fast forward the Zed Marcellus Wallace rape scene in Pulp Fiction. I, of course, snuck this out of my parents' hiding spot. What else was in there? Yeah. <laughs> um, the best, though, is my mate Matt, named and shamed here. Uh, he cried during the bathroom fight scene in True Lights. <laughs> which is pretty bad. Uh, and another one here from um, Adam Trembath, who says, I used to have to hide behind the couch in that episode of Mr. Bean where he goes back to school. What? <laughs> I, I thought at the very end when his mini gets crushed by the tank was heartbreaking. <laughs> so you guys are very sentimental over here. It's just like, really weird. <laughs> I don't have those. I mean, you either were all in or all out, Like I think. Maybe I was watching like you know uh, Nightmare on Elm Street with like some friends when I was really young and might have done that. But there's nothing that almost, freaked you out. There's almost like no point to watch the movie then. Like, What's the point? Oh, man, there's some things though, that you watched by accident when you were too young that just massively freaked you out. <laughs> there probably isn't, I've forgotten. I was saying that the, the bit in Superman 3 has always been my one where she becomes the robot, the big machine turns her into the robot, and then she's... What? No. You're joking. Yeah, that's... I do not. Oh, it still creeps me out. It's terrifying. About it. it is terrifying. It's terrifying. It's just, I don't remember what the hell you're talking about. We'll talk I'll about it in the pub later. Yeah. Nas, you got anything? Yeah, I've got one here. David Clark writes, on the subject of girls using two analog sticks, got my Whoa. girlfriend... That sounds rude. Got yeah. my girlfriend on Reach Firefight the other day when the only other game she's played is Ratatouille. I was amazed when she got a Kilimanjaro 7-kill multi-kill. Kilimanjaro. Okay, there's room for improvement, but I've never been more aroused in my life. I've got to say, I've got no idea what he's talking about, but it sounds absolutely <laughs> I've filthy. I've got no idea. I've, I'm fairly aroused. Has anyone here not got a <laughs> Is that Wait, as, so Is that as a result of you talking about Nat last week, Tom? Yeah, not being able to play with two analog sticks, yeah. <laughs> she can't. She can use one, and she can use the other, but she can't use them at the same time. So. This really all sounds like a bunch of innuendo for like yeah. something that happened. Yeah, yeah. totally. So yeah, she so was did playing you, did you with guys... two analog sticks for the first time that he's seen, and he got yes. really aroused. It, it sounds okay. like you guys just set them sort of like a school assignment of rewrite a porno script using gaming terminology. <laughs> That's what we need to do. That's what we should do. That done yeah. and done, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's make that happen. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um. So I have a bit of feedback here. Nice. I don't think it's a question, um, but I'm going to go ahead and read this. That's the that's what we do here, right? It can be a statement. So, um, <laughs> oh, you know, before I do this, I, I want to don't want to go off on too much tangent. Uh, I don't know if you guys get worried about your podcast getting too long, but no. I have to tell you, I was out. Um, <laughs> this is nothing we've ever considered. <laughs> Good. Then I'm going to tell the whole story. Anyway, I was out um, drinking with one of the guys here um, from Ask Man, the video guy, and uh, we were out down in uh, sort of like Soho area, whatever the case. It's like 2 a.m., you know, on um, Wednesday night or thir- or Tuesday night or whatever, and, like, this guy, like, is running by kind of, and he, like, stops mid-track, leaps back, you know. He's like, are you Fran Mirabella? And <laughs> no, I was like, no what way. is <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> no wow. way. So this guy's name's Dom Wee Kim, and uh, he's going to Imperial, I guess it is, uh-huh. and uh, he's from Belfast, actually. So he's actually got, like, a 
Is that a Scottish accent? Is that right? Oh, That'd yeah, yeah that, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> bloody American. I know, I'm terrible. Ed, where's Edinburgh? Scotland. Scotland. Thank you. Okay. Mixed it up. I'm sorry. In any event, like, yeah, he, like, totally stopped me in the middle of the night. I mean, it was dark out, and this guy, like, spotted me. And I asked him, too, because a lot of people who know me from way back in the day when I was a Nintendo writer, but I was like, oh, you must be a Nintendo fan. He's like, no. And he was telling me he listens to GameScoop all the time. And um, the best part of it that the story he told was he says, my mate and I had this ritual at home that we put on. Um, well, let me set it up a bit better. So he, they're getting out for like a good night. They have a shot of vodka, whatever. And in the background, they play the Knockin' Boots podcast. If you guys listen <laughs> yeah, to this, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. dating advice from Damon and Greg and Ryan Keeley, the porn star has come on. But it's like a ritual, and he just loves IGN, so I wanted to give him a quick shout. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's awesome. Nice. Did you say he listen to this podcast as well? Oh. I think he does, yeah. Good. Well, he <laughs> listens and watches Good. everything. Good. Yeah. He Speak- said, <laughs> I remember he loves Tom. Uh, he wanted me to tell you that he said hello. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. Speaking of special guests, can you get Ryan Keeley to come on our podcast? Because we do yeah. often have special guests. Actually, I bet totally. Um, I don't know how often she comes to London, but she loves IGN. She we could organize some in. work for her in London. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Let's make this happen. She would come in, honestly. So yeah, that would be cool. Actually, I can text her right now if you want, so. Do it. Let's, we'll wait till the podcast is finished. I don't finished. know her that well, but I somehow ended up with her number. For, uh, we were at CES. Smooth. She invited me to some party that I never made it into, so whatever. Awesome. Yeah. Great tangent, huh? Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Feedback. Uh, this guy, uh, or, yeah, guy, Oliver K writes in, if I were to fly a jet, I would pull back the stick, hence, invert would be appropriate. So some commentary on inversion in games. It's been yeah. rumbling on for a while, yeah. Yeah, I'm so bored of it. By yeah, the way. has this been a topic on the yeah, podcast? Yeah, weeks and weeks. Okay, so yeah, if he says if I would fly a jet, pull back on the stick, that makes sense to him. Mm-hmm. But when I look up and down, if I were put, if I were to put my hand on the top of my head to move it, I would look pretty fucking retarded. <laughs> in a nutshell, invert works for flying jets and nothing else. Nice. Yeah. That's it. Not a question. He just mm. does not like. Inversion. Though. I think. Should we? Should we close the book on inversion? <laughs> we'll close invert the book now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, the whole. The whole point is that you're using a stick, and if you had a stick attached to the back of your head, now don't go there, mate. It, don't go there, mate. We've had this. inverted. <laughs> yeah, inverted. Inverted yeah. is right. Inverted is right. I uh, used to play Goldeneye inverted actually, like on the N64, right, and then through Halo, like I was, I had to play it that way. It's just the way that I did it. Mm. Now I think it's just so silly. What? So you're not inverted anymore? No. Not from first person shooters. Yeah. Do you guys, wait, wait, wait. Do you guys play inverted? Inverted, yeah. yeah. So when you're playing Halo to shoot in the upper right corner, you're pushing yeah. like down left? No, only invert the uh, look, the Y axis. You know when we said we were going to close the book on okay. this? Yeah. We should have carried on talking. Yeah, only the Y axis. Okay. Anyway, Dan Mars has written in. To look, uh, uh, that's just crazy wondered to if me. you guys had caught Game of Thrones. <laughs> you guys are crazy about like, what? Anyway, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fascinating to me now. I thought this feedback was like whatever. I'm like, what does this guy care about inversion? <laughs> now I, it's fascinating. Can we just break off for a second, Stu? <laughs> All right, I'm just kidding. Carry, carry on. <laughs> Let's invert this fucking podcast yeah. and get on with it. Dan Mars is written in. Just wondering if you guys have caught Game of Thrones. I haven't read the books, but it's fastly. It's not even a word, is it? Fastly. Oh, yeah. Quickly, quickly, quickly. It's, it's fastly fast. becoming a no fast word. becoming fast becoming. But it's fast becoming my new favorite TV show. After watching the TV show, I definitely need a pet wolf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, pet wolf. Tom, where's our world map? By the way, have we have we? <laughs> so update on that. Luke Frolic was supposed to be sending it in, and he yeah. said he was also sending something else in, okay. uh, a special surprise for us. It yeah. hasn't arrived yet, but as soon as it does, that's I'll get probably it that turd in the jiffy bag that Chris was on about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been uh, waiting for that because he's. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, Dan Myers uh, listened to the podcast when he lived in Chengdu in China. Nice. Yeah. That'd be a good one to put on the map. And you know what happened? We'll get the map and nobody will ever tell us yeah. whether they've listened to the podcast ever again. I'll go back and li- listen through. Uh, no, one you get a listener to do that, mate. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Cassane's also uh, emailed Hold on, in. we didn't answer the Game of Thrones question. It's not going to spoil anything. I've only seen the first episode. Of it. It's great. Out. I've only watched the first two. We're only okay. on to episode three, to be honest. Right. They just came, didn't Central. they just come out on Sunday? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's great. I'm really enjoying it. Very northern. Sean Bean. I can't be bothered. I can't be asked. Life's too short. It's a cool show. Dinklage yeah. is great. So far. Peter oh, Dinklage. Dinklage is great. And every you know, the little fella. Oh, yeah. Having a lot of sex. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> is that, can you call him a little fella? 
Is that all right? Um, yeah, uh, I'm a friend. Of, I'm a friend of those people. Is an L- <laughs> no, that doesn't matter. That's like if I want to be racist about Italians or whatever. I can just no. We've had Warwick Davis in the. Time. They're little persons. Right? Yeah, officially. Yeah, but actually, I don't think little Phil's that bad. Is I'm, it? One of, I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm a, I'm you're just a tall one. You're a tall this one. Is yeah. This is bad. Is it? Is this getting worse? Probably. Cristilia, giant among dwarfs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, st- haven't. I still think CeeLo Green is is a dwarf with, a, with some dwarf. sort of growth hormone. And Kelly Clarkson as well. Yeah. What? <laughs> Tiny little arms, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, maybe she's a carny. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Carnies have short arms. No, Austin Powers made that famous. That's know? right. Small hands. Right. <laughs> oh, Franz English accent. <laughs> Smell like cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, first Austin Powers is brilliant. <laughs> A true story. Stu <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't compose himself uh, after that. I've given up. Kevin Kassane's emailed in. Uh, I want to go back to the Zack Snyder comments from Podcast 83. I too am scared that he's been given the helm. I hope that Chris Nolan's involvement as writer stroke, writer stroke producer limits Zack to literally just holding a camera. His films are terrible. We didn't say su- You didn't say Superman. He doesn't mention Superman, but that's what he's talking he's about. He's talking about yeah. Superman. Yeah, yes. he's probably talking about Superman, I, I'm guessing. He doesn't all, say here. We're all agreed. Yeah. We're a bit worried about Zack Snyder making okay, Superman. Okay, but Singer did the last one, and were we okay with the choice that for him not to do another one, at least? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it didn't work out. It didn't work. I, too I like Brian Singer, Singer, actually, but yeah. Yeah. man, Superman. Yeah. I, actually, I, I've said it before in this podcast, I didn't mind Superman Returns at all. I thought it was oh, right. Boring. It was on well, yeah, let's put, It was boring. Let's put... Superman in a hospital bed for the last half hour. Yeah, yeah that's what the fans will want to see. Yeah, what? Yeah. Idiot. And Super Baby, whatever his name was. Yeah, that was Terrible. a real jump to show. The five, yeah, the five yeah. minutes where he actually did something with saving yeah, the plane. Yeah, the plane was awesome. The other hour and, and a early. half was a little weak. You mean you know. three and a half hours? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it shouldn't be that hard of a movie to make when you think about it. No. Right? Like, you want to see Superman doing super awesome things, like just action scenes, like laser eyes, you know. Super sex. Yeah. Super no. sexy. <laughs> uh, I've got some uh, more feedback from Michael Gorf, the Gorfmeister. The Gorfmeister. Gorfino. Friend of Gorfino, Gorf, yeah. Uh, Gorfino. Bringing it back to the Portal 2. Um, he said he was <laughs> so excited about Portal 2, but after getting it on day of release uh, and completing the single player in a little under eight hours, uh, he didn't say disappointed, but uh, then he goes on to say he was a bit disappointed. Uh, the single player wasn't as uh, was easier than the first game. He thought, "I'm not sure about that." See, this is it was easy. Yeah, Portal Two. I I did whistle through it, but then I think it's just a case of if you've played Portal One and you know how the game works, yeah, then it's kind of easy to jump into Portal Two because you know the way that they set up the puzzles. I guess. Yeah, I think, and it's just the uh, learning curves um, quite steep in Portal. But that's because it's a short game. I think by the end of Portal Two, you're doing some pretty intense stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I- uh, second gripe is a co-op, which was a bit of an anticlimax at the end. I haven't played the co-op. I haven't played it the end, yeah. Co-op's a lot of fun, though, so... But I'm playing... I'm uh, halfway through my second playthrough of Portal 2. Nice. Um, it's really, 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 really good. Can I ask a question? Obviously, me, Mr. Non-Gamer, most yeah. of the time. Can I just start with Portal 2, or do you think I need to I do would, Portal I would recommend it, yeah. yeah. Totally. If you haven't played it, there's no point. Great. Yeah, because yeah, it, 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 it introduced you to all the dynamics at the start of it, and to be honest, you're not missing out much in the story. I mean, Portal 1 is an amazing game, and you really should play it. But, but it's uh, that it, much yeah. better that I could just go for you it. Just go, to, just go straight into Portal 2, won't Love be a problem. It. Yeah, and honestly, I think they've fo- it's something that he's probably getting at, but I'm sure EA and Valve focused a lot on making it more mainstream and accessible. And yeah. The yeah. pacing, right, like you said, it's probably a very smooth curve. I think that's a good thing. Like, I don't know about you guys, but there's so much stuff to play. I don't like getting stuck on something for like 40 minutes, and sometimes it feels broken. You know, I'm like, did you I balance know, your st- game? I yeah. got stuck, and I got stuck quite a few times yeah. in Portal well, 2. Um, I'm not ashamed to say. But he does say, are we expecting too much from games like this now? And I guess, obviously, Portal 2 has been a massively hyped game, but that's because it's Valve, and they make, in much of my mind, some of the best games Yeah, yeah. ever. Uh, th- my only complaint is, can, can we have more? That's it. But when there's DLC coming, so yeah. like everyone's going to be happy, I, I think. It stands up. I mean, yeah, I'm second playthrough only about a week after I finished it first time around, and it's, I'm enjoying it even more second time around. Yeah, what more could you want? And that, I think, was the last bit of feedback. Oh. And that means it's the end of the podcast. I've got a couple of things I need to plug. Oh. Just corporate plugs. Uh, there's a couple of competitions running on the site at the moment. So if you want the chance to win an Alienware PC, Whoa, courtesy yeah. of yes, Attack the Block, just search Attack the Block, Alienware, IGN on Google, and it'll take you straight to the um, uh, the competition. Uh, there's also, from Kapow, uh, a copy of the Guinness World Record Gamers Edition, which was signed by over 50-plus comic book creators and artists. 
uh, the ones that contributed yeah. to the Guinness World Record on the stage. Nice. You can win that also. Uh, so just search for Guinness World Record Gamers Edition IGN competition and you'll find it. And uh, yeah, those competitions are open for a couple of weeks. So go um, have a look. Get your entries in. And Tom, you're our social guru. So where should people go if they want to get in touch? Uh, carrier pigeons are our preferred method of contact. <laughs> uh, after that, IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. Come to Twitter on Twitter.com at IGN UK. Or join us on Facebook at facebook.com at Team IGN UK. And tell us what you thought of us having these international people yeah. on the podcast. Do you want more Australians and Americans or less? And, and drop a review on iTunes as well. It always helps. Hey, uh, yes. Nice. nice. I've been, been down this road. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, thank you all for listening. And thank you to our special guests for coming down. Thank you. Thank we you. Were very see, welcome. We will uh, see you all us. next week. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Okay, let's do it. Right. Ready? So you ready, um, Fran, to kick off? You'll be the first news story. To I talk am. About. Yeah, mm. you up for that? With, with what? UGO? Yeah, I passed really? you the news story. Yes, I mean I know it. So yeah, how much you, do we exactly, really? You know it. We're just gonna sum it up quickly. Yeah, we don't need to go into detail. Just talk about how exciting it is. Great. Cool. Everyone ready? Some acting. Stewie. Yep. Go for it. Cool. Three. Two, one. Hello. hello. Should we do it again? Because yeah. obviously Sorry, we didn't we say to our international friends that we say hello <laughs> on one. We all say hello. Okay? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my, my, my mistake. Okay. Come on, Telly. Three, two, one. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.